So glad you're here today. I am going to be starting a teaching. I think it's going to be maybe two or three weeks long, but the Lord just kept having this word in my spirit is his reign, the reign from heaven. And I just know that God is opening up heaven over our lives individually and over the church for rain to come down. And I really want to take my time and share scripture verses because you all know I love to exhort and I love to give every, get everybody excited. But I really feel like the Lord wanted me to take some time and really break down the scripture verses so that we can be expectant of the reign of God. And I've been preaching this since, you know, COVID happened in March, that this is the greatest season that the church is ever going to be in. And even though things look chaotic and we don't understand, God is working all of these things out for his good. Amen. And rain from heaven is powerful. And so we're going to compare a natural rain and we're going to look at the spiritual rain and how they're so parallel in the effects that they have in our lives. Amen. So we're going to be talking about rain, and I'm so excited um, to share this revelation with you. But I'm going to start with, um, I'm going to talk to you about the benefits of natural rain. And I know they have something up there on the screen, and it's a little out of order, girls, and I apologize for that. But the benefits of rain, I want to look at just natural rain and what happens, what God has caused rain to do and be effective here on earth. The first thing that rain does is it makes the air more pure. Now, I want you to look at this because when it rains and the raindrop hits the atmosphere here on earth, that rain attracts all the pollutants to it, if that's a word, pollutants. Thank you. I think it's a word. Sounded right. Thank you. So it attracts, that raindrop when it comes down attracts all the negative things and it takes it from the atmosphere and breaks it down into the earth. And so as we are expecting this rain from heaven, which I believe is happening, we've been experiencing it, I think, for the last couple months in our church and in our Wednesday night Bible studies with the men and the women, that God is restoring our joy back, that God is really giving us hope in this season. And if you can understand that when God's rain comes down, which is his presence, which is the Holy Spirit, the rain could be uh, the word of God. And as that is coming down over your personal life, that word or that presence from God is taking all the negative things that we're going through, all the ugly things of our life and all the disappointments and everything, and that rain from heaven is attracting all those things and releasing them from your life. I mean, if we could just stop right there, what a great big God we serve. And that's why we can have joy in the middle of chaos. That's why as believers, we can be expectant for miracles when it seems like nothing is happening in the world. Because when I receive the presence of God in my life, all the negativity is forced out of my life. So now I'm breathing in the joy of God. Now I'm breathing in the hope of God. Amen? And you can have an expectancy when, you're, when you know the rain or the presence from God is clearing the air of your life. Isn't that good? God's presence can make the atmosphere of your home be joyful. When you show up at your job, I don't care what kind of chaos is going on, because the reign of God is in your life, it has to dispense all the negativity, all the division, or whatever opposition is there because of the presence of God. Isn't that powerful? 
All right, the second thing it does, when you work out in the rain, um, I don't do that, I probably should, but there's a resistance that happens when you're running in the rain. And what does it do? It makes your muscles stronger and you actually burn more calories. Now, if you look at the reign of God is happening in this world, in the spiritual realm. The presence of God is here. The miracles of God is here. And what is happening as Christians, we are exercising our spiritual muscles. And you don't even realize that you're doing it in the presence of God. When you walk by faith, you're exercising your spiritual muscles. When you worship and you don't feel like it, you're exercising your spiritual muscles. So what's happening is when the presence of God comes in your life, you are getting stronger in your walk with God. The reign of God is powerful and it changes us. And you have to see that presence of God coming in your life and really making you stronger even though the world looks like we're kind of being stuck, right? We're kind of spinning our wheels. But as believers, you're not. You are getting stronger in this dark season. You know, everything you give birth to out of pain, you appreciate so much more. Isn't that the truth? So even though we don't love this season, when we come out on the other side of it, we're going to love who we are in Christ because we're going to be so much stronger than when we originally came into this situation. What else does the benefits of rain do? I don't know if any of you, but I love going to the ocean. I love to hear the splash of that ocean. There's something that happens just hearing that sound of the water crashing, right? What happens is there is a chemical release from rain that, re, um, that is stress relieving. So that's why we like to get to the water. That's like we like to hear the waves. That's why we how many love a rainy day in Arizona. We love the sound of that rain because there's something that chemically is released in that that causes the stress to go from our life. And actually in the natural, it is called a negative eons, right? A negative eon comes from the rain, listen, that we can't see and we can't touch. But we can experience the benefits from it. And that's the presence of God. You can't always see the presence of God. Sometimes I don't feel the presence of God. Even though he's there, he never leaves us or forsakes us, right? But we don't always feel this manifestation that God is actually raining down in my life. But you have to trust the process. That if natural rain creates this chemical that releases stress from our life, how much more the power of God and the presence of God when he comes to release all of this stress that we have in our life. That's why sometimes we just need to slow down, sit at home, allow the presence of God to come in our life, and we just need to rest because the refreshing rain of God is going to take away all the things that we are carrying in our hearts and our emotions, all the worries and cares of life. I think as Christians, if we could just open up in the spiritual realm and see what is on your shoulders and what you're really carrying and, and what you might be afraid of or, or concerned about, it would be overwhelming, but God wants us to, in his presence, allow that anointing of God to remove all the stressors. Let's get rid of the things that are overwhelming us, the things that are weighing us down. And how do I do that? By receiving the reign of God in my life. Understanding his presence in my life, that he is there. All right, what else does it go on to say? That there's a word, I don't have it in the notes up there, but it's uh, pet petricor, petricor. And it is a fragrance that is produced when it's raining. Isn't that good? That's what real rain does. There's a fragrance that is produced. When God shows up, 
there is a fragrance of his anointing. Amen. That's why in worship we can just, we want to lift our hands and praise God. That's why in worship we feel a certain way because there is the aroma of God as we're worshiping God. Isn't that beautiful? Like the woman that uh, opened up her alabaster box and, and she gave everything to Jesus. She wasn't the only one who benefited from that, right? Even Jesus wasn't the only one who benefited. Everyone in that room smelled the aroma of her living sacrifice. That's the reign of God. And if you can get that presence of God in your life, you are not the only one that's going to benefit from that presence. Everyone around you is going to benefit from this glory and this aroma of God in your life. Isn't that powerful? It's something that we want to get in our life. It's something that we want to attain. And we need to ask the Lord, Lord, open up heaven and reign on me. Reign on me your joy. Reign on me your presence. Rain on me a word from heaven, amen? We need to really have a heart's cry in this season and say, God, I want your rain to purify my air, to take away the stress, amen, to give me my joy and give me my hope back. There's also a sound of rain. You ever been in a, in a tin roof? If you go in the youth ministry when it's raining, <laughs> there's a sound of that rain. And I believe there's a sound of rain. Can you hear it? Can you hear the abundance of rain? There is a rain from heaven, and it may be afar off, and it may not have come yet, but can you hear it? Because there is a sound of heaven saying right now that God's presence is going to infiltrate the church. It's going to infiltrate the hearts of the believers because it is time for us to arise and who God's called us to be. It's time for us to have our joy, amen. It's time for us to get our heart's desires and what God wants from our life. And it's going to be coming from recognizing that God is reigning over your life. Not just the corporate church. That's going to happen. But I'm talking about you personally. There is a presence of God that wants to just pour down over you. When you're driving in your car, you know, we can, make, we can make church so religious, can't we? We think we can only find God right here in this moment. And this is wonderful, and it's corporate, and it's powerful. But you can find God anywhere your feet are. In the shower, you can hear the presence of God. Walking in your neighborhood, you can hear the presence of God. Sitting at your desk. There's been times I'm just sitting at my, you know, doing my little makeup at my counter here, and I'm just putting my makeup on. I'm not even thinking about the Lord, and he just rains on me. And all of a sudden, I hear his voice. All of a sudden, he's speaking to me, right? We have to have this expectation. Lord, let it rain on me. Let it rain on my family. Let it rain on my marriage. Let it rain on my business. Amen. We want heaven to open up and allow the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our life. And that is the heart of God for you today. And that's why I want to share these messages so that we can get this in feeling that God wants us to have. Amen. So let's go ahead and go this morning to Psalm 72. We're going to talk about rain this morning, Psalm 72. And in this particular psalm, uh, King Solomon wrote this psalm. Now, something that I, I studied about King Solomon that I honestly never realized, King Solomon wrote 3,000 Proverbs, and he also wrote 1,005 songs. 
Isn't that incredible? So he was a psalmist. He knew how to worship God. He also had the wisdom of God. And you only find his songs two times in the book of Psalms. And this particular Psalms that I'm going to read to you is the one that he wrote, right? So let's take a look at this. He, talking about um, God, shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing. Now, how many of you are from the Midwest at all? Any of you? Have, when you wake up in a Midwest morning and you have grass, because we don't have a lot of it here, you would wake up and the sun would just be shining and go out to the untouched grass and you could just see the dew glistening on the grass. And it was so beautiful and it would, it would glisten in the sunlight and you didn't really want to walk in it. As soon as you did, the dew or the rain would kind of disperse itself and you couldn't see it anymore. And God is saying that I'm going to come in your life like the fresh dew before the grass has ever been mowed. How many want to wake up and feel the rain from heaven? That you're just going to wake up and dew is settling on your heart. Dew is settling in your marriage. You've got this refreshing of God that you didn't even expect, but you woke up and there the presence of God was. That word rain there means um, matar is the Greek word for that or the Hebrew word for that, matar, and it means to be rained upon. So the presence of God is not just this feeling in this room. It is the rain upon you. And that's why you can be driving and you could be anywhere and God will rain down upon you. You could just be walking along and there's the presence of God. Amen. So God says, I'm going to come down like rain before the grass has been sheared off. He said, I'm going to be like a shower that waters the earth. Now, if you look at that word shower, it is so powerful. And the one meaning of that word means fertility. God wants to rain down life on you. Fertility. I know some women are believing God for pregnancy. Well, there's your word from God. I have a fertile womb. Thank you, Jesus. But not just natural fertility, but God is raining down life-giving power. God wants you to give birth to the beautiful things in your life. We spoke to this to the women Wednesday night, that it's time for life to come out of us. Amen. God wants to give you living things. Maybe the past has always had dead end and broken things and destroyed things and dysfunctional things. But when the presence of God comes in your life and he rains down upon that fresh place, like a new beginning with God, he wants to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. That means he's going to give back everything the enemy stole from you. He wants to give you your heart's desires. Amen? And that word means this, and this is so powerful. It means heavy. Some of you, we've been in the presence of God, and hasn't it been so heavy? Like God can come in a time and you just can really feel the heaviness and the power of God. But it also means this. It means prophetic influence. I know God is here on earth reigning in prophetic influence, that we are not living in a time when we can look in the natural as Christ followers. We cannot look at what we see. We've got to get the prophetic word from God. I need to see what God is saying. I need to see what God is doing. I need to see the hope that there is rain, that there is revival, that there is miracles. Come on, somebody. That there are great things ahead of me. We've got to get out out of what we see in our circumstances and begin to see the rain from heaven. 
that I'm going to walk in a prophetic influence in my life. And as a pastor, I had to wake up the day they put restrictions on this earth and go, you know what, God? I'm not going to look at faith builders by what we see. I'm going to look for the rain. I'm going to look for the power. I'm going to look for the miracles. I'm looking way ahead for God because whatever here before the rain comes turbulence. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So there's turbulence happening, but I'm seeing the rain. I'm seeing the glory of God. I'm seeing the hope of God. I'm on the other side of this darkness, and I'm seeing the greatness of God. Why? Because I want to have a prophetic influence. I'm telling you and your family and whoever you want to talk to that this is the year of miracles. This is the revival. As we come into 2021, revival is coming to America, and he's coming to the church of Jesus Christ. Those that have laid their lives down and trusted the Lord. How many is ready for that? We want to be a prophetic influence. Listen, this world does not need religious garbage. Garbage, whatever the word is. The world don't need religion. They don't need another little cute scripture verse. No, they need power and demonstration. They need to see God in your life being displayed before them. And not being perfect, but just walking with Jesus. When you have the presence of God in your life and you've allowed the reign of God to come wherever you go, you may not be perfect, but people go, what is it about you? Something changed. You're kind of you're wearing the same clothes, showing at the same job, but something's different about you. What is it? Well, let me give you some prophetic influence. <laughs> Jesus touched my life and he reigned on me and he forgave me of my sins and I don't got it all figured out yet but man am I different in the presence of God that's a prophetic voice amen that's telling the world to look beyond what we see and see what God sees let's keep going uh, verse uh, I think it's verse 7 now in his days listen the righteous shall flourish Who's the righteous? You are the righteous. Righteous means right standing with God. You're in right standing with God. You're finding your way. You're getting mature. But you have chosen Jesus as your life. He said those that have the righteous are going to flourish. That means to blossom. You're going to spring up and spring out and you're going to begin to spread. Amen. There's a flourishing season coming in your life where you're going to have joy and happiness and life is going to have such a good outlook. The righteous shall flourish. What are they going to do? They're going to flourish and have an abundance of peace. How can I have peace when there's trouble around me? God has rained upon me. His presence has given me an outlook. His reign has pushed past the darkness. His reign has pushed back, past fear, back fear from my life. And I can see what God sees in my life. And he's going to give me peace. What does that mean? It means safety, quietness, freedom from war. Whenever you feel a turmoil in your life, whenever you're waking up in the middle of the night and you may be stressed out about things and thinking about things, God's peace belongs to you because you're the righteous. And that peace comes through what? I need his rain to pour down upon me, amen, so that I can flourish. So what does God want his followers to do? He wants you to observe that in this season he is at work. He is at work on your behalf. He is moving even when you can't see him. And he wants us to position ourselves for what he is doing. And that's why I've been preaching so passionately since we came back on Holy Ghost Sunday, right? When we came back as a church, I am pushing you to see what God sees. Because when you're in the position, you will see the reign of God as it's coming towards you. 
you got to get, listen, Christ followers, we have to get in front of the rain. We have to be in front of it. Now, when I lived in Florida, I lived there for like four months, I think, and it was just a wonderful time with the Lord. And every day in Florida, it rains. Every day. doesn't matter. Sometime in the day, it's going to pour down rain. The sun can be shining, and it pours down rain out of nowhere. And I used to work from one city to another, and I drove on this long country road to get there. And uh, as I was driving down the road, I could be in complete sunshine, and I could look ahead and way ahead of me, I could see a wall of rain. And literally, as you're driving, I could drive at, right into that wall of rain. I'm surrounded by all of this rain, and I could drive right out of it into a patch of sunshine. But when you are positioned to know God is showing up, you're ahead of that rain. You can see the rain coming. You can expect the downfall of God. And that's what God wants us to do. Not look at this in between, but look at the rain that is coming. Amen? And when that happens, listen, when you're going from weather that changes, right, there's a boundary line between two different atmospheres. And when the one atmosphere meets the next atmosphere, right, the conditions change. There's a shift that takes place. See, when you come into this presence of God, you're coming from an atmosphere of this carnal nature, our earth suit as I call it, and you're stepping into this rain atmosphere of God. And when those two atmospheres come together, there is a shift that takes place in that atmosphere. There is a change, and that's where God wants his church to change. That's where he wants this significant um, change in our hearts and our behaviors and our understanding of the times that we're living in. We are living in spiritual times. We are living in supernatural times. And we need to allow this encounter that we're having with God to not be the religion we've always had. Not be the old way we used to worship God, the old way we used to do the word of God. No, there is a colliding of the two coming together. And God is shifting the church to move in the supernatural. And we as the church has to be ahead of it. Why? Because like I said, there's this chaos that happens. So what does God want to do? He wants to change our behavior. There's a spiritual atmosphere happening in our lives, in our, in our churches, in our communities, in our nation, and even around the world. We are seeing this prophetically unfold. There is a shift happening, and this is God. Why? Because the earth is meeting this supernatural encounter with God. And God is shaking it. And he's shifting the world to think supernatural for this revival he is releasing here on earth. And we're going to be ready for it. Amen? So we have to be front watchers of what God is doing. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 32, so I can help you understand that a little bit better. It means this. Uh, let us be like... The sons of Issachar. Now, Issachar, we'll stop right there, means this, the doorkeeper of the temple. And what he's saying is we need to be like the doorkeeper, those that are watching in the house of the Lord. Be like the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times. Now, if you look at Issachar, he was the oldest, I think the seventh son anyway, of Obed-Edom. Now, Oban Edom, to do a little history lesson so you understand the influence of what he's talking about with Issachar, is Obed Edom's household had the Ark of the Covenant in his house for three months. 
Now, the Ark of the Covenant, when you had that symbolic, natural thing of the Ark in your presence, it was the, the presence of God was with you. The favor of God was with you. Everybody wanted the Ark of the Covenant. Obed-Edom's house was able to have the Ark of the Covenant for three months. Everything in Obed-Edom's house was blessed, and everything that he had was blessed. And listen, his kids, Issachar, knew the blessing of God because of the Ark of the Covenant. He knew the power of having the presence of God in his life because he grew up with that influence. So he's saying, when you are the son of Issachar, you need to understand the times. And what's the time? The time is we have the Ark of the Covenant on our side. We have the presence of God that is with us. And that word understanding means this. It means the word discernment. Now, I have been saying this word for weeks, that God wants to give God's people discernment in this season and understanding. So let me give you a little example of what discernment is so you can understand what I'm trying to say. Discernment is this, and I think they have it for the screen. Discernment can describe the process of determining God's desire in a situation or for one's life. So what does that mean? You're standing in a situation where you can't see God. It's dark. It's unsure, right? We're in the turbulence time. But when you are discerning, you can see God past the situation. And you are discerning that God is in this moment even though you can't see him. That's the spirit of discernment. God says... If you want discernment, that you could covet the gift of discernment. And that means that all we need to do as Christ followers is say, Lord, I ask that you stir up the gift of discernment. Lord, let me see your will in my life. Let me see your will in my family's life. Let me see your presence. Let me see truth. That's called the spirit of discernment. So as a leader in the kingdom, I know there's a lot of uncertainty going on, but I can discern what God is doing. So I have joy, even though this doesn't make sense, I'm discerning and seeing God just a little bit ahead of me. Amen? And God wants that for every one of us in whatever situation you are. Discernment is for every believer. So let's go on to say, I can discern um, God's desires in a situation or for my life. Or I can identify the true nature of a thing. Getting a business deal, and it may look good, it may look glamorous, and then this little thing inside says, uh-uh, don't do that. But God, it looks so good. Everybody's doing it. Mm, there's this, this call a little red flag. God says, no, don't do that. That's the thing God wants us to pay attention to. What is the voice of the Spirit saying in this season? I'll give you an example. I went online and I bought this. Uh, it's this really cool. You probably saw it all over social media. It was everywhere. But those, those camping chairs, and they kind of swing and they lean back. I don't know if anybody saw it, but it was in my feed. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to bless Pastor Jenny with one of those because she loves to go camping. And so I ordered it and I sent it to her house. I said, oh, I sent you a little something. And so a couple weeks later, she sends me a picture. And it's this little kid chair. It's like, it's like made for a two-year-old. She's like, oh, thank you. I'm like, no, that's not what I ordered. That's not what the picture said, you know. And sometimes we've got to use discernment, right, that maybe I should check it was from China and look at the reviews. I totally trusted that this picture was true. And that's just a funny example. But discernment will look beyond and find God in that situation. Amen. Don't make decisions quickly. Ask the Holy Spirit with that gift of discernment. All right. It also says, um, where was I at? Can you put that back up, sweetie? 
Identify the true nature of a thing, um, or the true nature of a thing, such as discerning whether a thing is good, evil, or may even transcend the limitation notions of duality. I don't know what that last part means. I'm not even going to pretend like I do. But discernment is to know good from evil. You can know what's good for your life and what isn't. You can know if a relationship coming in is good or it isn't. Why? Because I have discernment. Amen? And God gives that. So it, go back to 1 Chronicles 12, 32. I hope that helped you understand a little bit. But he's saying the sons of Issachar who discern the times. So God wants you to discern the times for what? To know what Israel ought to do. The reign of God to come down. What are we ought to do today as God's church? We're discerning this time. And it is a great time in the kingdom of God. Amen. Signs, wonders, miracles, and I believe incredible favor is coming to the house of God. Okay, so let's see what happens. As before the rain comes, have a couple more minutes. Before the rain comes, there is a turbulence. Everybody say turbulence. So, and this is what's happening in the world today. There is a turbulence. There is a shaking because there's a rain coming. The church of America is being shook. There's a turbulence. The world is being shook. There is a turbulence that we don't understand. Why is that? Because there is an unstable weather around the weather front. It's unstable. And that's what the world looks like right now. That's what the corporate church around the world looks like. It looks unstable, and we don't understand what's happening, right? Why? Because I, like I said earlier, the two masses come together, and it begins to shift and change things. So we can expect that a shift in the spiritual realm will result in some turbulence. So if you have experienced a little bit of turbulence over these last few months, that is because the shift of the rain is happening in your life. Do not look at the turbulence as a bad thing. The turbulence happens prior to the rain. And those who are strong and those who have discernment of the times will say, I will not be shaken. I will not lose my faith. I will not lose my joy. Why? Because I understand that God is in my future. Amen? There's a shift, and what happens is people get in this shift, and they get confused, and they lose their way. They think the move of God doesn't come this way. It didn't happen the way that I expected it, right? We put our human ideas in what God should be doing instead of allowing the presence of God to do what he's doing. We cannot wrap our mind around what is happening in the church today. We don't know, but I can see the rain. There's a turbulence. And God, my dad prophesied years ago, everything that can be shaken will be. Because God is shaking the trees right now. He's shaking. We're seeing that happen with Christian leaders. God's shaking the church. He's identifying those that will stand up with the righteous cause and usher in the reign of God and those that won't. And we have to trust God, but we're not going to be moved, are we? We're going to stay focused on where God wants us to be. So when the turbulence comes, listen, at this stage of the turbulence, we have a choice to make. You can allow the turbulence to put you off, or you can look beyond and see what the Father intended with purpose. You have a choice to make. You can either cave into the turbulence, or you can see what God sees. And we're going to see what God sees. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let me go one more scripture verse, and then we'll, we'll touch base at this next week. How does that sound? 
or the week following, I think. But um, actually, you know what? I'm going to close right there, you guys, because the next step is pretty long, and I gave you a lot of meat today. <laughs> so I'm going to come back on this, and we're going to chew on this for a while. I don't think any more we could handle today, and that's okay, right? So let's expect the rain, right? There's a turbulence. We need to rejoice in the turbulence. That's why the Bible says to count it all joy when you go through various trials. Count it all joy. Why? Because, God, there is rain coming. And I'm going to get in front of this rain. I'm going to recognize the place of the enemy. I'm going to recognize this season where I can't hear or feel God. But I'm going to see the rain coming in my life. Expectant. Amen. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this incredible church. Thank you for all of our families watching, Lord God, literally across the states online today. And Lord, we call on your rain. Come, Holy Spirit. Rain down upon us in truth, in spirit and truth. That, God, we don't want this season to look like the way we're comfortable, God. We don't want it to look like the way it's always looked. We want to position ourselves for the rain of your spirit. Lord, in the middle of this turbulence, we see rain. In the middle of this uncertainty, we see your power and your glory in our lives. I thank you, God, that every person here and watching has been set apart. They're called and they're anointed for this season, God. You've given them everything they need to navigate, to be who you've called them to be. I ask, Lord God, if there's any area of our hearts that we need to get right with you, just let the Holy Spirit talk to you. There's no man or woman that can tell you what's in your heart. It's between you and God. But if there's some things you need to get right with the Lord, and you need to say yes to Jesus fully, and you need to say yes to his reign, just inside your heart say yes. You know, man, we've made this system of confession, and it is good to confess, but it's really about your heart. Is your heart right with the Lord? Is your heart positioned for the Lord? So, Lord, right now we just ask you forgive us of all of our sin, God. Wash it right out of our hearts, Holy Spirit. I ask, God, that we will be like Issachar and we will understand and discern the season that we are in as the church of Jesus Christ. Give us ears to hear what your spirit has to say. Teach us, show us, lead us, guide us in all of your ways, Father. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. And amen. Give the Lord a great big praise this morning.